So when I first got the email from the blues, I thought I was like in trouble for something. I didn't think they like wanted to work with me. I was like, oh no, like what did I do? I'll never forget that email and like, oh my gosh, they want to have a meeting with me. They actually want to work with me. And that was just so cool. And I remember going into that meeting kind of with the mentality of like, okay, I really need to sell them on this. Like I'm doing Mm -hmm. whatever it takes to make this happen. Um, And that partnership has been huge for us. If you love to laugh, you love the arts and authentic Mexican food, well, guess what? We have you covered this week on Oakcast. Now, Carly is out, but hey, I brought in another special guest. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's the same guest as last week. It's my guy, Epic Eats. What's up, man? Yo, what up? Glad to be back again. All right, man. So uh, how's, how's the last week been treating you? Uh, pretty well, man. Yeah, pretty chill. Nice restaurants, you know, eating. Are you, are, do you feel like you've become a little more famous after being on Opcast? I mean, I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, people say, yeah, I watched your uh, episode on the Opcast. So, yeah, it, it's, it's been pretty good. Yeah, my mom's like, Who, who's that person that filled in for Carly? And I was like, that's epic. If you watched episode <laughs> three, you would remember. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, mom. Well, um, you know, one thing we love to do on this podcast is make you laugh. And I, I think laughing is, is very important just in, in life just because we take things so serious. And so what better way for St. Louis to laugh than with a comedy festival? Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Man, have you heard of Flyover Fest? I have not. Oh, well, St. Louis, if you haven't heard of Flyover Fest, we're, we're going to jump right into that. This three-day festival will have over 30 events with 100-plus comedians. Now, it's going to have various styles uh, for you to laugh at. So they're going to have comedy showcases, improv workshops, performances, sketch, and storytelling shows. And they're also going to have people like Janelle James, which is from ABC's Abbott Elementary, which if you haven't seen that show, it's like just hilarious. Watch an episode. You're going to love it. They have Jeff Ross, which is the Roastmaster General, Shang Wang of Two Dope Queens. And uh, I know in the years past, they had people like Sarah Silverman come through. So if you're looking to learn a little bit more about the festival, visit flyovercomedyfest.com. Now, do you go to comedy shows? I do. Who's I been do. some of your favorites that you've seen? Oh, man, I know the last one I went to was Willie Mac. Uh, he was pretty good. Oh, yeah. shout Willie out to Mac. Willie Mac. Yeah, Willie Mac was nice. I loved him. Um, I can't, not nobody recently I've been to besides him. So. I think, yeah, he, he was good. I think the last one I went to was Jay Farrow. Ooh, he that, was, good. That was he, a good. One. He had an hour and a half set. Really? Yeah, man. He was, you know, his impersonations too. That's true. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I he, know he's real funny. Man, I, but I have been to a comedy festival, so I'm looking forward to attending this one because I went to Clusterfest out in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they literally, you know, they get all the, the, the A-list co- comedians, so you can just pop into a spot, and uh, it could be, who knows, like Colin Jost or something yeah. or Michael Michael Che or whatever from, from SNL. You can have all kinds of people. So I'm looking forward to watching this one grow because I know they have multiple headliners this year, so mm-hmm. it's, it's only going to keep growing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to try to check this one out, too, though. Man, yeah. Well, we'll have to get us some tickets. Now, um, let's, let's talk about some more shows. What uh, what do you have for us this week? Yes, so another thing about St. Louis, they have – we live theater is one of the best things that makes our city special. Um, the Repertory Theater recently hosted the Lehman Trilogy. Um, they have more shows on the way as well. So this season includes Twisted Melodies, 
a Christmas Carol, The Greatest Love for Whitney, a tribute to Whitney. So that's one of the best ones I want to see. Uh, Moby Dick and The Loan, or is it The Loon? I think The Loon. The Loon? Something like that. Okay, I don't know. So The Loon. Uh, the theater is very immersive and, it, and an underrated gym in our city. Uh, for more information about this year's lineup, you can visit uh, repstl.org. So uh, which ones are you going to see? I mean, I might have to go see uh, the Whitney one. I know that's yeah. the that's the biggest thing I want to see. Uh, and maybe Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Uh, I read the book in school. and I know that's pretty good. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm looking forward to – I mean, The Christmas Carol there, it's an incredible production. Um, so I'll, I'll probably see that. I saw it with my mom last year. But, man, you're talking about Whitney? Oh, yeah. yeah. A I mean, tribute? I mean, you got to see Whitney. Yeah, and whoever whoever's performing as Whitney – Oh, that's I, some that's some big shoes to fill. Yeah, I got I, I got I to do an interview. Like, I mean, I'm looking forward to that because I mean, because Whitney has like sometimes when, when I'm in the mood to listen to a beautiful voice, and I'm like, you know, what, I'm gonna put on Whitney, and it's just like psh, jam after jam. I mean, it's like I forgot that uh, Whitney was in what you would call it, The Bodyguard, until I saw the until, Broadway. Show. Yeah, I saw it. and I was like, wait, these are all Whitney Houston songs, and my wife's like, you know, that's that she's in, in the movie. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a good transition into the next topic because, you know, recently on this podcast, we talked about, you know, the Fox Theater and the shows that are coming there. Well, Broadway will be returning to Stiefel Theater. Now, there's a multi-year partnership between Stiefel Theater and Fox Associates. So for the next few years, you can expect a few more shows in case you miss something at the actual Fox Theater. This will be at the Stiefel Theater. So the first three shows that they have announced for 2024 include to kill a mockingbird hairspray and the share show. Now they haven't released too much information, uh, in, in regards to when tickets are going on sale, but you can visit stiefeltheater.com for more information on it. So are you going to see any of these, uh, to kill a mockingbird? Um, I did that one in college. I read that one in college. So I was, Definitely one of my favorites, so I'll definitely try to see that. I'm not gonna lie, you said you did that, and I was like, "Oh, my dude's an actor over here." <laughs> I wish. Oh man, hey, one, one day on this this podcast, I'll go into when I did Romeo and Juliet. Ooh, I don't want to see that, bro. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I I probably wouldn't watch it. But um, I think for this one, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, that was just at the Fox, so I, I may skip out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hairspray, Hairspray is always a good one, and, and Cher, that's probably going to be very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I think hairspray is going to be pretty good. But we know St. Louis is a food city. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's new restaurants on the horizon. So uh, in Southampton, neighborhood recently added a multi-concept restaurant by Alex and Jeff Henry of Suresh over at the City Foundry. Uh, the new concept is called El Molino. Uh, this dinner spot will allow guests to enjoy a sit-down dinner on one side of the restaurant, on the other side is a cocktail lounge. So, I mean, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, the dishes are traditional Yucatan cuisines, and the cocktails will feature Mexican rums and much more. They're going to be open Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations can be made on TAC. So, are you going to? You going to visit? Or yeah. Have you been? Uh, I, I have been. I did, I did enjoy it. I, um, you know, the thing I like about it being separated, sometimes... I just want to explore a restaurant just for like an appetizer and a cocktail, mm-hmm. you know, not really having a whole sit down dinner. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like that aspect. Like even when I'm on vacation, different trips, like if I'm in New York, like sometimes I just want to pop in a place to just check it out or have that rooftop view. So I'll just grab a drink. 
So I like that. Like my wife and I, we can go back, go for a date night. And um, it's just always nice. You know, I'm telling you, that Southampton area, I love it. Amazing. It's great. So many many gyms over there. Princeton Heights, too. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a little biased. I love that area. So, uh, (laughs) man, uh, Epic, thanks for coming back on this week, man. Of course, man. Of course. I love it, man. Well, hopefully, Carly, hopefully you're feeling better. We Uh miss you. And, um, yeah, make sure to follow at Epic Eats STL, and we'll get into the the next topic. Now that you have a few new places to try, we brought on our local bestie, Amber, to give us a few things to do this weekend. So, Amber, still in corporate bestie mode. Always in corporate bestie mode. (laughs) What, uh, What can people look forward to doing this weekend? Yeah, we're about to be in our events era. As we kick off with the Taylor Swift Fest at the Hawthorne. I thought that was pretty good. No, that, that's great. I'm, people can't see. I'm laughing right now. <laughs> More music. We have Clayton Jazz Festival over in Clayton. Um, Oktoberfest at Urban Chestnut and Das Bebo. I know the Oktoberfest at Urban Chestnut is a really big deal. I think they like closed down the street. Um, what street is that on? Which, wait, uh, is it the Wash, Wash Ave or the No, Grove? the one in the Grove. Manchester. Okay. They shut yep, down Manchester. Manchester, and there's just a ton of people drinking out of beer steins in the street. It's so fun. Um, we also have Macklin Days. That's over in Southampton area. Um, that's a pretty big festival for them. I know there's a lot of local businesses that are pretty involved. And then Veg Fest in Forest Park. So we're in uh, the Oktoberfest era, as as they would say, we right? We sure are. Which, uh, which one are you looking forward to doing? I'm probably going to go to... Probably both. I went to both last year. Um, both Oktoberfest? I did. Yeah. Okay. The Urban Chestnut one is a lot of fun, though. I got a little preview of it last week, so I'm excited. Yeah, I think I'll check out one of the Oktoberfests, since we're in October-ish. I think close <laughs> to it, kind of, sort of, whenever this episode comes out. Uh, but then yeah. also, I think I'm going to go to Macklin Days, because Macklin's just it's such a beautiful area between Southampton and Princeton Heights. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I, I like the area. So uh, <laughs> for a full list, make sure to follow at local.bestie on Instagram of everything that is going on this weekend. And for the different things that we discuss, check out at Opecast, the pod. So have a great weekend. Have the best weekend. Now, that's a perfect transition into Foodie Friday, where we caught up with comedian True Wag to see where he likes to eat. So let's see what he had to say. It's Foodie Friday, and I have a special guest today. I'm here with Wag. Yes, yes. So uh, tell people about yourself, and let's get in some places to eat and drink. Let's do it. Uh, I am, like he said, True Wag. You can follow me at True Wag on all platforms, whether it's TikTok, you know what I'm saying, Instagram. Facebook is a little different, but don't even worry about that. Just follow me on TikTok and, and Instagram. Uh, but also, yes, uh, I started doing content creation during the, the pandemic, and uh, it's been doing well. It's, it's pretty much uh, my saving grace so far has been getting me, uh, it's been helping me mainly with a lot of my anxiety and a lot of things that I got going on. So I've been, I've been, I've been enjoying it. So like if, um, let's say you have a show cause you do stand up, where yes. are you going to have some drinks set and then maybe the next morning where are you going for brunch? Okay. So as far as drinks go, I mean, I really don't be out in nightlife that much, but Lately, I've been going to Fahrenheit a lot, but mainly because, you know, a lot of my promotion is there. A lot of my, uh, the people I work with work at Fahrenheit. Uh, the Blue Lounge also, I might have a drink at the Blue Lounge on Del Mar. Uh, let's see, breakfast, I'm more of a like, 
the rooster type of guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm more like, yeah, I mess with the rooster. But yeah, my lady got me into the rooster. What, what are you eating at the rooster? Oh, it's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, I'm a hash type of guy. Like I love hash. If whether like even eating at what first watch, I'm a farmhouse hash type of guy. I, anything with hash browns, eggs, and sausage, and I'm gonna eat every time. All right. What about a date night? You said your girl, so yes. Date night, uh, I'm fun. Like I like to go out and do fun things. I'm not so much of like a just a dinner type of guy. I would love to go out and like maybe do some some mini golf at the putt shack or uh, go oh, like big rec halls, like the foundry or something like that. I enjoy like activities. You you like to have like uh, a variety. Yes. Because like yes. especially going out on a date night, yes. it's like where do you want to eat? And you mentioned like five places. You can't agree, so you're like, hey, let's go to Foundry. You have like exactly. seventeen. Exactly. And you can mini golf. Right. <laughs> you can mini golf at the same time. Put shack is right there. You know what I'm saying? You can do all the things in one fucking spot. You know what I'm saying? I like that to have the variety of the, the options to choose from. You have a coffee spotter? Are you a coffee? No, person? I'm not a coffee. No, no coffee. I'm a, I'm a tea drinker. I'm not a coffee. Where drinker. you going for tea? Uh. I mean, mainly out the house. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Schnucks and getting me a box of herbal tea and let nah. But let's see if I had to go. You know, a uh, coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like coma too. I like the ambiance. I'm more so like if I go out to for uh, for coffee or tea, it's more so aesthetic for me. It's not so much how good the drink is because I can make a good tea or coffee at the house. But so basically, you're telling us you're gonna have your own tea company. Uh, basically, basically. <laughs> Foreshadowing a little manifestation, yeah. Well, uh, and how can people follow you again? Yes, follow me on Instagram at true, true underscore wag. Same thing on TikTok or on YouTube. I'm sorry, guys. Or on YouTube at Wag Da Vinci. And for a full list, make sure to check out... Uh, Instagram, we've partnered with SCL Bucket List, yes. so you'll be able to find a list of everything if you want to live like True Wag, uh, and maybe one day he'll have a tea company. <laughs> so appreciate you. And I appreciate you too, Brad. Thank you so much. This week I sat down with Sammy of Series 6 to learn a little bit more about her inspiration behind one of St. Louis' hottest apparel companies, her current projects, and a little teaser at What's Next. So check this out. It's Brad and STL, and I'm here with Sammy Maurer, of Series 6, you guys may have seen her clothes, or you, actually, I say may, I know you've seen them all over town, hockey games, baseball, soccer, farmer's markets, festivals, out and about everywhere, and so Sammy, welcome on to Opacast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. So let's dive into Series 6, because like I said, everyone has seen your apparel, but maybe they don't know who you are, and so, wait, so before diving into Series 6, let's dive into you and what inspired you to start Series 6. Yeah, so growing up in St. Louis, um, you know, always loved just everything about St. Louis, the sports teams, um, you know, the local food scene, so much about the city and really started to appreciate it once I went away to college um, mm -hmm. and I went to school down in Mobile, Alabama, which has a, a very different way of life. Um, great down there too but mm. there was so much that i missed about st louis um and i was studying graphic design and business there and i really wanted to come up with a career path that combined those two when i was down at school i saw so many southern t-shirt brands um, yep. vineyard vines and southern marsh and, and all these brands and i wanted to kind of take that concept bring it back to st louis um, and just celebrate the city of st louis yeah, it is interesting that you say graphic design and business because you literally 
do both. And so for like series six, do you all make your own designs or do you outsource any of that? Yeah, so everything um, is designed in house. So when I first started it, I was doing all the design work myself. Um, now we have a small team, Sarah, my director of art and retail, she does a lot of the design work for us now, but everything's designed in house. There've been a handful that we've collaborated with other local artists, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, we do all the design work and we pride ourselves in that. Where do you all get your inspiration from? Because like, I feel like you helped contribute to like retro coming back in St. Louis in full force. So like with some of those designs, whether it was like the blues or the Cardinals, like the retro and now everyone's wearing it. And so like, where did you get your inspiration or where do, do you? Cause you have so many different designs. Yeah. So we are constantly, um, looking for, for retro inspiration, Googling things like eighties blues t-shirt, eighties Cardinals, Osborne, you know, right? that kind of thing. And finding just a variety of styles, fonts, color palettes, et cetera, that we can pull from and, and take that vintage inspiration and kind of meld it with the current trends as well. Um, and that's kind of how we get our creative juices flowing and, and starting at that point and then seeing where it can take us. Each design um, is different. Sometimes we think of a concept and, and it gets going right away and mm -hmm. other times um, a design kind of evolves until its final creation well like the thing i um so i always hype up sammy in, in series six like the thing I, I love about your apparel is because i can buy it for my niece who just started preschool shout out to bella <laughs> uh but yeah so she, i could buy it something for my niece myself my mom my grandma and everything's timeless so it's like something that i bought you know five years ago is still like it still fits well. Uh, the design is still very relevant. So just, I gotta, I gotta give you your props on that. Like, <laughs> thank you. Um, now going back, not to get into what high school or anything that you went, you went to, but like at that time in life, did you see yourself like, you're like, hmm, maybe I want to get into fashion or with graphic design. Did you see yourself maybe like, I want to do some animation? Like, so what do you think? I always was very creative as a kid. Um, I would go to art camp every summer at Lohmeyer Sculpture Park. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I loved that. And I just loved anything artistic. And then in high school, we had a career day. And that's when I first heard a graphic designer speak and knew that that was a career option, um, which kind of had that artistic feel to it. But it was more digital. It wasn't like I was doing everything by hand. Um, mm -hmm. And so I really liked that concept. And once I started pursuing that in college, um, I just, I really enjoyed it. And then I, I also needed that kind of business structure to, yeah. to balance it out. And that's when I kind of put those two together. And did you start off on, was it Etsy? Is that what I heard? Or? Yeah. So when I first started, um, my first t-shirt design, I really just sold over Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year of college. I came home that summer. I designed one St. Louis t-shirt that I just wore around uh, the city. And mm -hmm. as I started getting compliments on it, I just simply posted it on Facebook and took pre-orders and really just friends shared it and then friends of friends shared it and people were ordering it. And then from there I started putting them on Etsy and, and slowly growing from one design to yep. two and, and so on. 
Did you ever envision that you would be working with professional sports teams in town, like the Blues? And like, how did that process happen? Uh, no, I, so when I first got the email from the Blues, I thought I was like in trouble for something. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think they like wanted to work with me. I was like, oh no, like what did I do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'll never forget that email and like, oh my gosh, they want to have a meeting with me. They actually want to work with me. And that was just so cool. And I remember going into that meeting kind of with the mentality of like, okay, I really need to sell them on this. Like I'm doing mm -hmm. whatever it takes to make this happen. Um, and that partnership has been huge for us. It was the mm -hmm. first large partnership we got and it gave us the credibility to then get to work with other large businesses like Anheuser-Busch, for instance, you know, once we kind of had that large partnership under our belt, it was easy to easier, I would say, to get a second one. It's like you got that stamp of, you have that stamp of approval. So it's like, hey, you know, I, cause I know how it is on my part. I'm like, you know, hey, I, you know, I've worked with, uh, like you say the St. Louis Blues and they're like, oh, okay. Like, but I, I think, you know, what, what I, love about what you all do is like you're going around to the different events in town and you still do even though you have a storefront and I, I I'm sure that's how they saw you like you're always at all these events everyone's favorite event and it's like hey series six has a tent there so it's like really cool that that had led to this opportunity but um how was that like when you started off doing events because didn't you start off going to like a small town fair with series yeah, six and then... so my first ever event was the kimswick strawberry festival that's it i knew it was something like that i did that event like a month after graduating college and i remember scrambling to you know come up with additional designs because i because i didn't want to just show up and be selling like one design mm -hmm. but that was my first event and i we still do that event um and yeah local events were huge for us getting started because it's a way to get to sell product and get to, you know, go somewhere where there's already going to be a large amount of customers without mm -hmm. having the overhead, you know, if you were to do a store right away, but to, you know, early on series six or even before series six existed when I was just selling shirts as myself, um, we used to do about a hundred events a year. So every, yes, every, you know, three or four days we would do a different event and I would kind of try any event once and either mm -hmm. it was a good fit for us or not. And, and then, um, you know, keep records of how each one went and, and go from there. And yeah, we still do a ton of those events. So were you, uh, keeping track of it all through like, uh, like square or something or were you like pen and paper like starting out like how because i'm i know now everything's automated but it's like at that time oh oh, oh cast right <laughs> that's how we plug our own podcast um but yeah like starting out was it pen and paper and you're like okay this isn't gonna work i gotta get straight into using whatever applications out there yeah there definitely were kind of those stages i mean at the beginning i just would only accept cash at events and then mm -hmm. from there it, it kind of slowly grew and now and now we um use shopify as our platform that we host mm -hmm. our website and manages our inventory and everything it is a lot more streamlined um but definitely had those phases of figuring out kind of what worked best in the beginning well I almost forgot to ask this question, but how did you come up with the name Series 6? That, I can't believe I almost Yeah, that. <laughs> no, that's a very common question. Um, so it took me a really long time to come up with the name. I knew I wanted 
something that had meaning to me and I knew it was something that I hopefully was going to have to live with forever. You know, once that, it was, yeah, it was going to, the business was going to work out and I was going to have this name long term. So, but when I first started, I wasn't sure if I was only going to sell St. Louis shirts or mm-hmm. if the business would take me in a different direction. Yeah. Now I couldn't imagine selling anything but St. Louis shirts, but yeah. I just didn't know. So I didn't want the name to like tie me too much to the city. Um, six has always been a family number in my mm-hmm. family. So my dad played for the St. Louis ambush back in the day. He was number six. And then my brother and I played a ton of sports growing up. We always chose number six as our number. And then it kind of has a subtle St. Louis tie in with game six and yep. usuals number. Um, and then series just kind of worked with it. The domain name was available, which, you know, it's things huge. that are important that you Socials. don't, yeah, that you don't necessarily think of, um, when you're starting a business. Yeah. So how does your family feel, uh, you know, series six now? I mean, you literally cannot go around St. Louis without seeing your shirt. Like how does it feel for you and your family that you see hundreds, maybe thousands of people wearing your apparel. It's, it's still really exciting. I mean, the, the beginning, you know, when we first would see one out in the wild, it Mm -hmm. was so rare. Um, so that would definitely be super exciting and my family would take photos and, and send them to me and that kind of thing. Um, now we see them more often, which is, which is so exciting. Um, and there'll be times, especially going around sporting events where Mm -hmm. I'll just kind of take laps around between periods and just count how many I see, um, which is, which is really fun. Well, I can't think of the, I'm I'm not sure what the design is called, but the one that this is St. Louis and I'll see them in like the blue, I'll see it in the yellow, you know, the, yes, all the, um, color block sweatshirts. Yes. Yes. I see that like every hockey game. It's like, probably at least 30 people. Cause you can like spot it out. Cause there's mm-hmm. jerseys and then bam. And I'm like, Oh, so you're six. Like, it's crazy that I know that's yours. Yeah. That's one that I can identify. Like even if someone's back is to me too, you yep. know, other ones, it's just the graphic on the front, but those ones we can always point out. We have a, we have quite a few more of those coming this season as well. So, uh, I have to give you credit because I never realized I was an influencer until we did that Anheuser-Busch uh, photo shoot. I think this was, was it December of 2020? Maybe. Yeah. It was a while ago. It's still my, like, I can't even <laughs> like get a different photo on my profile because, or like on my Instagram or anything. Cause it's like just a signature photo. Cause I remember I text you, I was like, Hey, can I bring a prop? Cause I had the, the Nelly, uh, and a, a Budweiser yeah. can. And it's like, so at that point I realized I was first off, that was, I think that was my first photo shoot. No, that was the second one. The first time we did Dang, I think I got this shirt. It may have been on the Arch Grounds. It's, yes. I think that was my first time because it was like masked up, maybe October of 2020. But then we did the Anheuser-Busch one. And it, after I posted that photo, I probably had at least like 70 people. Hey, where did you get this? Blah, blah, blah. And then like Christmas came around and people were tagging me. I was like, oh, snap. Like, cause yeah. it was that. It was the the red one. And then it was the, um, the blue. I think I said, does it say it? or it says like STL on it with, um, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I remember like I had those and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I guess uh, I'm an influencer. Cause like people saw me. And then that was like my first modeling gig yeah. too. And then I became a model. I, I was like, cool. More people than my wife or my mom think <laughs> I'm like handsome. And so like I started like my, like modeling. I'm not a model, but like it started that we launched your career. Like no joke. <laughs> That's why I'm like, it's kind of like with you going back to the Kimswick strawberry. Yes. It's like, 
series six started it yes but um but that that's something that's been amazing too because like uh, i think i took a photo in one of your shirts just like organically and posted i think it was like when nine mile garden opened and then i you saw it then it's like hey you want to do a photo shoot and it's just like anytime you text like if i can i'm like oh i'm, I'm there and sometimes i'm like dang i'm out of town for yeah. work or something but uh, how has that been, um, you know, getting the community behind you to, you know, do those photo shoots? Because you work with, you know, all kinds of people. I think I've seen your family in photo shoots, uh, people around town. Like, how has that been? Yeah. So originally we would just source models by friends and family who mm -hmm. wanted to participate. Um, but now a lot of times we just source over Instagram and we'll just kind of post something on our story. Hey, we mm -hmm. need a few models um this day and see who's available and we've had great response from that and people are always excited to be a part of it so that's been fun kind of meeting new people um and you know customers and stuff that way who've just wanted to kind of be a part of our different shoots and they're always really fun i feel like your customers like myself like we're we love to see you grow and so i think it was about a year and a half ago two years ago you got over into boulevard and that launched you know, you having a storefront. So how has that process been? And then we can start talking about what's next for Series 6. Yeah, that was huge. So we won a competition for a free storefront space. So we did a whole interview process, pop-up process. There was online voting. Mm -hmm. um, and then we won and we had like a couple months to put this store together. Um, and that was one, just an experience that we were so grateful and appreciative of because for a while we weren't sure, you know, would we be successful doing brick and mortar? We were so used to the pop-up routine of pop-up events, that kind of thing. And um, we didn't know if it was worth signing a long-term lease. So mm -hmm. this gave us the risk-free ability to kind of test out if storefront made sense because this was still during the pandemic too yeah this yep exactly um so and it, it's been great it's been really really great um getting to see customers every day in person because so much of what we did before was online and shipping orders out and especially having a business that is so local i mean yep. yes we ship things to other states but so many of our customers are right here in St. Louis. So giving them the opportunity to be able to come in and shop and interact with the customers and even putting together the displays and everything like that. Um, it's been, it's been really huge for us. So what's next? Yeah. So <laughs> we, we are opening or moving um, our store location from our, our current space in Richmond Heights. We'll be there through Christmas Eve. We'll close for a couple weeks. And then early January, we are moving to Lindenwood Park neighborhood. So we'll go from a 1200 square feet space to a 6400 square feet space. So our new space will have larger storefront and mm -hmm. then house our entire warehouse which is going to be huge for us it's gonna save you a lot of time from going driving all over town in, in your suv you know yes yeah right now i mean our warehouse is just 10 minutes down the road um but there'll be certain times of the year like the day before mardi gras last year i drove to and from the store and the warehouse i think Four times because you just can't, you know, you, you mm -hmm. don't, you can't predict how much is going to sell. And when you have that time of the year when it's sweatshirts, it's really hard to have storage space for all of those. Yep. So 
this will be nice that everything is all under one roof and we can work efficiently. We'll have an office right now. We just designed shirts from the checkout counter. Oh, so really? that'll, okay. that'll be a change. Um, it, and, and it explains really nice. why I see Sarah like always on the computer. Yeah. I thought she's doing inventory or <laughs> keeping up with some sales or something like makes sense. So um, for those who do not know where Linden, Lindenwood Park is, uh, recently you shared, I think it was uh, on Instagram, you're like, hey, we're five or 10 minutes, like walk, 10 minutes uh, away from, you know, walking distance from these few places. So where, is, you know, what are some of those places that yeah, are walking distance so from So we're going to be on Watson Road. We're going to be two doors down from Pietro's. So walking distance from Biggie's, LeGrand's, Mom's Deli, um, Blueprint Coffee, Ted Drew's donut drive-in. We're going to, we're going to be right by, um, all those awesome places. And one thing that I really liked, uh, during the pandemic, now that we're talking about some of the local places you're going to be near is that, um, you worked with how many restaurants to help raise money for their staff was I, I've, I lost count. Yeah. So we just counted the other day. We have 42 now. 42 restaurants. Yes. That we've worked with. So our support local series started early COVID, um, a way for us to give back to restaurants, support restaurants and stay relevant during a time where sports weren't being played. Mm -hmm. So we started that restaurant series where we design a shirt. We do a profit split with, those different restaurant partners and it's just kind of continued to grow over the years. The more we've worked with, the more people that want to be part of it. Mm -hmm. um, now we're, we're getting to the point where you should see our, our table and our store full of restaurant shirts because it is just overflowing. Yeah. Um, we, we need a bigger table, but it's been really fun to get to work with all those different um, businesses and just see people come in excited about those shirts, you know, having strong memories at different places or different places that they haven't heard of that they want to try or learn mm -hmm. about. Uh, so that's been a, a really big um, partnership that we've been able to do. Well, like the thing I love kind of going back to your designs is like how if you're from St. Louis, then you can relate to something like, you know, I could take my like my mom or grandma in there and they'll see the crown candy shirt. And that's what they're like, Oh, you know, take them back 30 years from, you know, when, when they were a kid and experience that. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Like, it's amazing that food does that and you're making the, the shirts with those places and helping them out still. Yeah, it's been awesome. And we, we have a few new ones, um, coming soon. So, so that's always excited when we have more of those, um, in the works. So last time I interviewed you, it was like, hey, I want to work with Telenias. And that ended up happening. Rest in peace to Telenias. <laughs> um, so that was really cool to see that come to life. Now, for the future of Series 6, what are some of the goals that you're willing to share with those listening, those watching, or some of your dreams, and how can St. Louis help you get there? Yeah, so really continuing to partner with as many different local businesses um that we can now that we have the so many of these restaurant shirts and partnerships with those restaurants i have the idea well it could be really cool if we did for instance a lindenwood park shirt that then had all these restaurants featured on it Agreed. since we already you know work with those different restaurants and then doing that for for multiple neighborhoods um but really just working with as many as many different local businesses um, that we can and, and growing 
some of the current partnerships um, that we have as well. So Mm -hmm. for instance, we talked about the Blues earlier and that being such a big partnership for us and we're continuing to grow that. This year we'll have Mm -hmm. carved out a dedicated space inside the team store. So a whole kind of series six section in there um, and have been working on even more designs with them for this season. That's awesome because the year you started partnering with them that was the year they won the Stanley Cup. It right? was right after. Right after. So gotcha. it was, yep, it was um, right after they won the Stanley Cup. So we we weren't working with them like through that run, but then mm-hmm. we still did a decent amount of championship merchandise with them kind of right after the beginning of the following season. So before we wrap things up on the podcast, I'd like to ask guests two questions. The first one, it involves food because I love food mm-hmm. and food brings us together and you have 42 plus more on the way restaurant shirts and so uh food brings us all together and if you were at we're at a let's say a booth or a table for yourself and you could have three other people join you whether they're famous they're your neighbor someone you met in a parking lot whatever uh join you for a conversation who would they be and why that's such a hard question um well one person that would definitely be there would be my grandpa gene so Mm. My grandpa passed away my senior year of college. So really right before I dove into series six and Mm -hmm. started building it out. And he's a big reason um, why I created this business from a young Mm -hmm. age. He pulled me aside and and told me that, you know, I should be a business owner, that I I had it in me and and he believed in me and and he was an entrepreneur himself. So I really valued, what he said. And and I think him believing in me and and giving me those words of wisdom, um, really kind of set me on that path Mm -hmm. to do what I'm doing. So I'd love to kind of just update him on everything that I've done. Um, and just kind of get advice and questions that I have about business. Um, you know, now that I've been doing it for several Mm -hmm. years. So since I would have him there, I would probably pick a few other entrepreneurs, just this table of entrepreneurs um, talking business. One person that I've always been fascinated by is Sarah Blakely, who founded Spanx. Her business and her story um, has been very interesting. And then I would throw in Jesse Cole. Okay. You know who that is. He is the founder and owner of the Savannah Bananas. Oh, Savannah Bananas. Whether people love them or not, that whole story and his business model, I've read multiple books by him. um, And it's been so interesting to see what he's created and kind Mm -hmm. of the business plan that he's gone through um, to to make, you know, this team and create this huge fandom. So. I think that would be my group of four, um, and it would just be a lot of a lot of business talk and ideas flowing. That's amazing. If you had to pull up a chair, anybody else? Oh not, gosh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at the three. Um, and now, one last thing: uh, we like to leave people with words of wisdom. Whether it's someone looking to do what you're doing, maybe someone is going through a tough time in life. If you had any words of wisdom to share, what would they be? Hmm. So. I would say, um, especially one thing that I like to say to anyone starting a business is just stick with it. 
it doesn't happen overnight. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times people get discouraged when they've been working on something for weeks or months or even a year, and it just doesn't feel like it's getting off the ground as quickly as they would hoped. Um, You're always going to have that day one when you you know, start your Instagram for your business and you have one follower and it's yourself from your personal account and, and that's it. And and it's going to take some time to, um, grow, but just be patient with the process. Keep putting out good content, um, quality product that you're proud of and it will, it will grow from there and just, um, stick with it. Trust the process. Um, actually I almost forgot one important thing. You're getting married here. By the time this comes out, she, are you, are you changing your last name? Keeping your I am. Yes. Okay. So it's going to be Sammy Baldridge. So how can people follow <laughs> Sammy, Sammy Baldridge or I guess we want to maybe people follow series six, right? Yes. Yep. So series six company on Instagram, on Facebook, and then series six company.com. Um, and then currently we're in the Boulevard shopping plaza in Richmond Heights, and then come January is when we'll be in Lindenwood Park. Or if you're at a Blues game, they're going to have their own designated section, and you'll probably see them around town. So, Sammy, I appreciate your time today. Yes, thank you for having me. As always, I want to thank all my co-hosts, the people behind the scenes, including Jason, who is editing this, along with Midcoast Media for hosting us at their studio right here in Midtown St. Louis. If you enjoyed the show, then please like and subscribe on YouTube and follow at OpeCastThePod on all social channels as we grow our community. Mm